Hello, welcome to the Badger Politic. I'm Scott Stearns. This is Paul Sickle. Hey, Paul. Hi. Happy Friday. It's we, Friday when we're recording uh, it's this. It's a rare Friday evening recording. we got snow dropping outside. Winter has finally hit the Midwest. Yes, exactly. We're celebrating uh, snow bis. Not so snowy. Snowy abyss. Well, we got a few inches out there right now. we got some lake effect snow hitting the area. You want to do an over-under on, on <laughs> snowfall count here? I think we probably get five to six. Five to six inches. Ow. See, you just set the over-under. Yeah, I would say it's going to be right in that range. At the airport, I'll go with 6.2 Okay. <laughs> it's like we're talking pull numbers. Yeah, well, you know, I'll take the over. There's a lot it's of hype before the snowstorm, and it's not exactly the most severe storm I've ever seen. Well, that's because Wisconsin we haven't had any snow. We had no white Christmas. We had right. nothing. It's we our had... first snowstorm since November 9th, which was three days after the election. Yeah. No, so. I'm... <laughs> I mean, I I bought I bought and that, sleds. That wasn't much. I mean, it was an early it was an early snowstorm. I bought fall. sleds for the kids last winter that right. we still have not been able to use. Man, I'm hoping we can too. use them tomorrow if it's not too cold. Uh, we'll I think my little darling's going to get some snow exposure. Good. Uh, the next couple days well, during this holiday weekend, definitely hit the sledding uh, hills and have a, have a good old time. It's MLK weekend. Yes, so that, that is uh, happening Monday mm-hmm. when this podcast will go up. You know what? I was very proud to hear. My, that my son at school uh, today, they talked a lot about uh, MLK Day, and he learned about how he was assassinated. And no uh, kidding, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, he's six years old, and they talked yeah, about okay, that aspect right. of it. Actually, the Catholic school I went to, the grade school, like they did a good job of talking about MLK mm-hmm. at the time, and, and that was when they were still like trying to get MLK Day passed, right? When, when it, before it was a thing. Right, or it was just about to be a thing. Yeah. So uh, I think, Re- and Reagan, to his credit, signed it. Yes. So that's, that is true. Even though, if you really look at what MLK believed in, it wasn't quite what Reagan believed in. He, he wasn't a he wasn't a Reaganomics. Uh, uh, on the booster. other hand, uh, <laughs> Reagan was a true American compared to what we have today. Uh, Speaking of which, yeah. So well, how are we doing? Well, the government is still shut down. 28 days? Uh, yeah, that's what something it's... Something like that, yeah. Something, something like that, yeah. So we're... Paychecks are not being uh, cashed because they're not being issued. We've got we've got people that are getting paid. Critical uh, workers mm-hmm. at the federal level that are not getting Disgusting. paid. Disgusting. And, and you have... It's interesting. I think a lot of uh, businesses are actually catering to these folks. I think uh, Casablanca, I think, was offering like free right. uh, free meals to federal fair. workers. Right. And uh, it's good hospitality. I'm, I'm glad to see it. But it's it's unfortunate uh, what the root cause of that is. So mm-hmm. supposedly tomorrow, Trump is going to... At 2 p.m. Central, I believe, is supposed to put out an announcement. It sounds like he's going to make a, an offer to the Democrats to end the shutdown. We don't know at this point okay. what, so what, earlier, the, what the components of, of said proposal are going to be. Earlier we were discussing it and we thought he might invoke the, his emergency powers. That certainly was what I thought. So well, now, I still, it, now I, it appears from what you just read. I still think that's how this thing is going to end. But the reporting is saying that that's not what he's going to offer up. Tomorrow, which would which would mean that somebody read the polls recently, which are not good. Um, atrocious <laughs> for Trump, no, which really is good. good. I mean, I'm I'm happy that Americans aren't buying the bullshit. This whole ordeal has not helped his numbers whatsoever. Right. right. I mean, which, I, which gives Nancy Pelosi, as Speaker of the House, even less incentive to deal on election day when there was 
at least a, a small blue wave. I wouldn't call it a small I mean, they blue lost wave. ground in the Senate, but against a bad map. And we actually predicted months earlier that they would... I predicted that I think they would do worse than they did mm-hmm. in the Senate. No, I thought they did, they did very well. They got, and they got a number of the governorships, especially in the Midwest, yes. which were Wisconsin... They took back states of, that, that were not one friendly of the most a few years ago. Yeah. Right, the defeat of Walker... So, yeah, so next week, uh, probably by the next time we record, uh, mm-hmm. there will be some new Marquette poll numbers out. One of the things that we're curious about, we're really looking at the Trump numbers in Wisconsin and what they look like, probably. Well, I don't know about that. I'd like to look at what the initial Evers favorability is. Yeah. And then I'd also be interested in, they'll do an oversample, which they'll normalize on the statewide, sure. of uh, Democratic primary voters. Are they going to be pulling on the reaction to the lame duck bills? I would guess that's part of it. That would be an yeah. interesting yeah. Uh, component if they're going to do that. So I could make a couple predictions. Okay. If you, if, yeah, um, let's do it. I'm going to guess Evers will be south of 50. He'll probably be in the mid-40s, probably about 44 to 46, maybe 47. And his disapproval, though, will be much lower. And that's typically what governors get. It'll be so things will be a lot less polarized. With Walker, we were used to seeing it being forty-eight to forty-nine, or forty-nine to forty-five, or whatever, like presidential numbers where okay. people recognize who the governor is, and all everybody has an opinion about it. I think Evers has already turned down the temperature. You know what? I think because the lame duck probably actually ginned up sentiments. Mm-hmm. And he will actually somewhat benefit from that. Okay. But it will also create a little bit of a backlash among Republicans. So how about we go 47-38? 47, 47, yes. 47-38, okay. And 38, no. Um, so it would be plus 9, which is far higher than Walker pretty much ever was in terms of plus minus. I'm going to go uh, 52% uh, approval of, of Evers. Mm-hmm. And I'll go 40% disapprove. Yeah, all right. I think it's a, I think it's a I hard. I, think I don't think a, people are as engaged as, as that. It's not about engagement. I think there's this, there's a hard forty probably in the state around Republican support. Just well, that's where I come up with a thirty-eight. Yeah. Well, but I also think that we're within the we're within statistical uh, well, margin of but error. We but we look yeah. at the. Mar- I don't think he gets over fifty. Just I don't think that many people no, are following no. him. No, it's, it's I think. Well, that could be true. I'm just thinking that people are going to give him a little bit of a grace period. Yeah. Because he's not Scott Walker, because he's not somebody that's coming out of the gates with an Act 10-like proposal. Yeah. You know? I mean, we're both both predicting similar results. What do you think the poll will say about Trump's approval rating? Do we think uh, anything significant Um, there? There, I'm going to just go with... 538 and do uh, throw a partisan lean on it. You think it'll reflect the national? Yeah, absolutely. So um, right around 40. Trump's negative 15 nationally. I'm going to say Wisconsin, it's a little closer. I think probably be 13 points to the negative. Okay. So, so um, that one I say his approval rating probably 42. And okay. his disapproval, whatever, 55. Okay. Something like that. Charles Franklin usually oversampled Republicans by a tad. Change it from 42 to okay. 44. Okay. And take me down to 53 on the other end. 53. I'm going to go... For, I think your disapproval is pretty spot on. I'm going to go 40% approve. 
53% disapprove. You have a 93% have in your opinion. I have 97%. Yeah. No, I, I think there's a lot of people out there that don't know what the fuck to make of what's going on right now. <laughs> okay. So that, that's, that's, where, that's where I'm, I just think Trump is I'm so polarizing. That. When you look at, that when, when you look at the shutdown, this whole Trump-Pelosi spat, you know, the big news this week was uh, Nancy Pelosi sent a letter to Trump saying, basically canceling the State of the Union saying, given the current dynamic... Did it actually cancel or did it just Well, suggest? she rescinded the invitation and said that he should, if he wants to deliver it on that date, then he should deliver it from the Oval Office. Right. And not... Or said... On the, the, not, no, not, I, th- I think she said in written form. In written form or broadcast from the Oval Office. Oh, I didn't even see that. Part. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, from a... From a logistical standpoint, yes, there's a security concern because of the shutdown. Obviously, there are not as many resources available, so that's you know that backs up that backs up the claim. Now, and then, and then, right after that, Trump cancels uh, her overseas trip along with a congressional delegation to visit the troops overseas, mm-hmm. to go to Afghanistan and other places, and meet with the just troops. a little bit petty. She was asked by a reporter. Uh, subsequent to that, uh, whether or not she would consider it retribution, and she said, "Well, I don't think the president would be that petty to you." I mean, <laughs> it was, and she said it, you know, very dead, very straight, yeah, very question. straight, and and obviously it was deadpan, yet a rhetorical question. Yeah, okay. I mean, we all kind of know where this is going. So, right. yeah, it's interesting. We'll we'll see what this uh, afternoon think, announcement tomorrow uh, entails, but. Well, I don't expect anything else. Is people are telegraphing an olive branch of sorts? It sounds like. Yeah, and it's just a matter of what that looks like. Yeah. I just I don't think that anything is going to change. Pelosi and the Democrats are in the driver's seat. When you look at these poll numbers, and, and this shutdown has not helped Trump. He owns this thing. So they have they have very little incentive to deal. Us a tad of skepticism. Okay. At this point in 1983, which is exactly the same point where mm-hmm. Reagan was yep. in his presidency, his approval numbers were actually worse than Trump's are today. But he started from a higher point, though, too. Like yeah, Trump, he'd also Trump has fallen never been, further. Trump has never had the majority of the country on his he'd side. He'd also fallen further. And Wisconsin had just elected a Democratic governor named but, Tony, by the way. Tony Earl. <laughs> but T-E, yeah. same initials. Trump's support has been much more static. I'm just saying been, that, that, that than other presidents. Less than 24 months later, Reagan was reelected by record numbers. But again, he had he enjoyed had he had enjoyed votes. majority support during well, his honeymoon, coming in for as a the brief president. period. Trump had a sweet honeymoon for like two days until he did the. Muslim he lost the popular vote. I mean, he did not. Right. That's not the dynamic yeah. that Reagan came in with. Reagan came in with somewhat of a mandate because yes. he won with. It wasn't a huge landslide, but it, it was with authority it, in 80 it wasn't, against Congress. In 84, it was bigger. I mean, in 84, in 80, it was 80, just a resounding landslide. Yeah, I mean, 80, it was different. You're right. But he still came in. It was a pretty resounding victory over Carter. Yeah, it was really... With, with the Trump victory, it was much no, more... It was underwater. Yeah, from Carter, day one. Yeah, Clinton and, and won. It was very, Clinton won the popular vote. Yeah. Got... Almost three million more votes than yep. Trump did. Exactly. In her losing effort. I don't think you can really make much of a comparison in terms of their approval numbers are where they are at this point in the presidency. Right. But you have to kind of look at the trend line. Right. Uh, conversely, Obama and Clinton, the Democratic presidents, who also had rough midterms, 
as did Reagan in 82. Clinton in 94 had a rough midterm. Obama in 2010 had a rough midterm. Those two presidents were on the rebound, were already on the mend by this point. Correct. As they approached uh, the two-year mark. Trump is not. True. Uh, So that actually argues more for your point, Mm -hmm. that we've seen at least the last two Democratic presidents that were both reelected for a second term, they were already on the rebound from taking their shellackings. Trump took a shellacking two months ago, just over two months ago, right around the last time we had a snowstorm. He is not on the rebound at all. No. It's gotten much worse for him. There's still the Reagan counterfactual, which makes me a little nervous. Mm -hmm. And I also, I mean, I've read a few things that Democrats are somewhat nervous that they don't have a plan going forward. I don't know if the Democrats can just afford to not have the government running at all. Well, the thing of it is, with the shutdown, is that the Democrats' response needs to consistently be, and it has been, that, hey, we're perfectly willing to negotiate on immigration policy. You want to discuss the wall? You want to talk about border security? Let's talk about this. But we don't need to do that under a government shutdown. We can reopen the government and then discuss this in the new Congress. I mean, that's a good rhetorical point, but then again, the leverage is is there with the government shutdown. Yes, but like it means that, Trump, I mean, it means that Trump owns the shutdown because he's keeping the government shut True, down. True, but he still has the leverage that he's keeping it. And he's going to experience the pain as a result of that because people are going to blame him. Well, it for appears like he is, but That's the question exactly. is, at some point, if he comes out tomorrow with um, an olive branch of sorts that, like, let's say he makes, like, big movement on, say, DACA. On DACA, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, he should just do all outright amnesty. That would be the deal I would want to sign. What about all the parents of the kids that have been lost in this country as a result of bad documentation? We, we, we just found out there's so many more kids that have come in that have been separated from their parents so than, what we were, would, than was previously it, known. This it, came out through the Health and Human Services Department yesterday. I mean, what, what happens with that? You know what I would do if I were the Democrats? I would do, if I have a sensible immigration policy on everything else, in the sensible meaning... We're not going to be deporting people anymore. We're also not going to do family separations anymore. We're going to grant amnesty or asylum. Sorry, there are people coming in with any sort of legitimate claim. So a real sensible at all. You really think he'll go that far? In in exchange, he wants the wall. Mm -hmm. I think I would do it. I'd give him the wall in exchange for a really decent, comprehensive immigration policy that protects the families that are here today. And also allows people to seek asylum. Well, I guess we'll know. Um, I, I, I think if you could get that, the wall is stupid. It's yeah. a bad use of funding, don't get me wrong. But it might. it's worth it if you can get something that actually protects the interests of immigrants. Yeah, well, I guess you could always knock it down when he's out of office. And of Americans, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah, you could always knock it down when he's gone. <laughs> right. Right. It's, I mean, it's, it's just the amount of money that we have to spend on this money. crap. I mean, it's wrong. ridiculous. Say, look, we were forced to build the stupid wall because uh, we that was the only thing. way to get yeah. a decent immigration policy that yeah. would, that respected human rights. We'll see. I mean, by the time... And, I mean, that's really what I want. It's a, a human rights-centered immigration policy. We don't have that now. In fact, no. Trump's been an enemy of that. Yeah. If I can get that... 
ah, give him his, give him his ball. Yes. I mean, whatever. It's it's a stupid, you know, like, yeah. and from then on, we can just be like, yeah, this is a stupid wall that Trump built. Right? Yeah. That doesn't serve any purpose. Right. Well, we'll know more by next time. Uh, the announcement comes out tomorrow after this recording, so... All right. Uh, by the time we uh, regroup next I podcast, I guess he doesn't offer that full olive branch. I that I'm would for. be very skeptical. But he may start moving that direction, and then at that point, that's when the Democrats start saying, "Keep talking, and we might listen." Yeah. All right. Well, we'll find out All right. more to come, and then we got new Marquette poll numbers next week. So we'll see. We'll take a, take oh, a look at all that. Oh, we never even previewed. By the way, Marquette, to their credit, is doing a Democratic primary preview. Oh, well. Uh, for the upcoming 2020 election. I'll hazard a guess. The white guys will actually do well in Wisconsin. <laughs> um, and, I mean, I'm going to go Biden, Bernie, and then either Hillary, who isn't even running. No, it will be Hillary. And then it will be like Gillibrand and Kamala Harris. I don't know. I'm, I'm actually really excited about Kamala Harris, but that's another story. Yeah. All right. Let's On go. that note... Forward. Forward.